0: P.E. Squared by Silvio P., that's me, and E. Marquez, and we do Phenomenal Ethics.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome to P.E. Squared. This is an impromptu recording since we got some stuff in the coffers. We got some things scheduled to go out. We wanted to put in a show because we got some good topics, some good topics. And you know the man myth the legends on the other side he's got his uh midnight voice going so you gotta either like it or excuse him or whatever but so Sylvia I got a real quick question for you yeah go ahead <laughs> would you rather have terrorists and mass shootings or COVID and rioters Hey, how am I
0: supposed to have my midnight <laughs> voice with that question uh
1: wow I yeah, told you it was going to hit right you here. hard. I told you it was going to hit you hard because you forgot we were supposed to do this. You came up and then you got you got all these angie List people coming over your house, doing all these things. That's right. And, you know, I figured, you know what, let me just throw a wrench into the whole thing because it was all feel good. There you you go. felt like you got a lot accomplished. Right. Now answer this question.
0: <laughs> well, some of us got responsibilities, right? I know the feeling. Well, you know, it's one of those things. We got to get into it. So, I guess we're going to get into it. Here we go.
1: All right. All right. Before you answer that, before you answer that, put that one, think about it, mix it it up a little bit, put some little sauce and protein mix in that. And then try to spin it up.
0: How do you feel?
1: How do you feel about couples? And I don't know if you're one of these couples, but if you are, I'm going to put you on blast now. No way. How do you feel about couples? Who have their shared Instagram and Facebook pages. <laughs> yeah. Now I can get into my Barry White.
0: You give it to me, baby. Um, you got to get it together. Uh, you know, I, 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 I've i never understood that. I have no I was, idea, I'm, dude.
1: I have no idea how that's even a thing.
0: Yeah, I've always been confused when people do that. I, You know, shared accounts... Uh, in general for me we're we're just kind of a an antiquated thing right so people were like well no we share our account or uh we do it this way i i don't see a problem in it i guess that the easy answer is i don't see a problem with it because in this day and age uh, there's a problem it should always there's a problem well there you go i'm 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 gonna give you the short one I, i gotta hear where your problem is this one's good go ahead let me hear your problem
1: Come on. you got
0: a lot of problems. You're your own
1: person. You're your own woman. You're your own guy. Be your own person. What's the reason? What is the reason to have your couple Instagram page? Okay, maybe you're a dance couple. But wouldn't it be beneficial for both of you to run your own individual page? That way you guys can share your shit. You got same photo same video on two different pages double the marketing double the exposure you can double the pleasure f- double the pleasure i mean unbelievable if one if one instagram page blows up if one facebook video page blows up then you just support that one with the other one it's the simplest thing there is and then they'll say no 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 i'm not here i'm not here to do business this is not a business page. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All you're doing is your own dancing, your own business, your own stuff on Instagram.
0: So I think there's, you know, what, uh, now you sparked a thought here with some you. of the you're things welcome, you're sir. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you <laughs> beat me to the punch. Thank you. you. You sparked a thought here in the sense of this: there are couples who believe and the complete opposite of everything you explained, right? Cause you're, that's what you're about to explain that, that couples have refuted everything you're saying, uh, whether it's the, the dance couple or whatever other example there yeah, may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a sense of unity, a sense of team, a sense of, of true couples, you know, coupleship, if you will, but it's sense of a relationship there that they're both fostering. And that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd hate to break it to you because it's not like you're married or anything, but <laughs> it's it, building that and fostering that. Uh, it just, it's so satisfying. It really can be, you know, it, it shows that you're able to work together. It shows that there's this great connection that you're there to support each other. And to top it all off, it kind of minim- minimizes the idea of having to check
1: your own page. It gives you time to do it together. Okay, I'll accept that you know, one. It, it brings you together. I'll accept that one. I'll accept that brings you together stuff But before that, no (laughs) I'm 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 more (laughs) I'm more of like It's more beneficial For you to couple To have individual pages Or individual Social profiles Rather than having a, a, A combined profile Because It's you And you shouldn't even Follow each other now, if you do follow each other, it's because you want to enhance the other's page, but I'm more leaning towards don't even follow the lady or don't even follow the man. if he comes out and he's upset that you don't follow him, then he's got some insecurities, but if she comes out and says, well, you don't you don't follow me <laughs> well, you don't follow me, lady. I'm sleeping well, next to you every day
0: you know. There's a lot to be said. You know, let me say it this way, too. Let me let me throw the perspective out there that at your age, by the time you felt like you were ready for a serious relationship, uh, there was a lot you'd already gone through. And now instead of babbling you, I will also say at my age, I was 33 years old when I met my now wife. And when she was my girlfriend, I was very much about, you know we don't need to share the same bed we don't need to share the same space if you've got your friends go do stuff with your friends on the weekends i'm gonna go do stuff with my friends there was a lot more compartmentalizing and it was in my mind it was to keep it kind of fresh uh, kind of you know uh, loose isn't the best word but to keep it fresh in the sense of There was this new adventure of being able to reconnect with each other after we had kind of gone into our own worlds and had fun and done our own thing. Uh, but after a while, what you realize is that, well, what I realized is that our worlds really never connected. And so it was hard for a while, uh, after we got married to learn how to blend friends, right? To say, well, okay. Yeah. Come meet my friends or come do my, you know, come do some of these things. And so. It wasn't because her friends were, were people who I did or didn't want to get along with. It was a matter of I didn't know how to take away some of that selfishness. And and that's not a bad thing. It's just, again, to your point, people who do stuff like that, in my opinion, based on how you how you just express yourself, it's just about showing each other support. It's just about trying to say, you know, I follow you so that. You know, if somebody ever asks, are you single? You can say, no, nah, I got my girlfriend and she follows me too. And, you know, so there's the show signs that people uh, especially think of it this way too. the other. The other angle that's come up, uh, people get a you got a lot of background noise. Uh, people get a lot of. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me uh, people get a lot of uh, uh, endorphins. There's been studies after study that people on social media uh become very very uh, you know their brains light up so people who who look for the likes and look for the, the the follows you see what i'm saying and so even to some extent us podcasting one of the things that will drive our podcast is if people like and share right and then follow so hint hint uh phenoms make sure that you tell everybody to like and share and follow right but The more that happens and the more we catch on and the more uh, listenership we get, the more that our own endorphins will go crazy and and we'll start going, oh, my goodness, what else can we do to get more people? So, you know, I I get your point. I I see where you're coming from, that it should be a good thing to have some individuality. But uh, in the day of social – in this day and age of social media, that's another spot where, you know, people show their uh, – and this is the way I phrase it, obviously, but people show ownership. You know that that validation that that they're important to somebody, and that uh, you know maybe kind of back in the day. You remember when you were in high school? Because uh, you're so old, that's when you used to give each other the letterman jacket. Like, Will you be my girl? Will you wear my jacket around school? And uh, and all of a sudden, it was your name on the jacket, and everybody knew that she was your girl, and you were like, oh wow. And then yeah, that you guys, was cute. You know, that was cute. Went out, right? You you went out for a ride in a convertible to prom.
1: Well, that, that was cute. You know, now, now it's not so cute. Now it's not, you know, you, you might have that honeymoon thing, but then you could say, why don't people that have their couple Instagrams be like, we're having an event. What's the event? We're going to split up our Instagrams. Woohoo! You know, that's a, great, that's a great event. We should have an event for that. We should go ahead and, cl- and do a party for that reason. You know, like you want to have a party for gender you know reveal party for we're coming up with two Instagrams. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna
0: have to, uh, I'm gonna have to talk to your wife and ask her to to get a, a couple's uh, Instagram for you all. Hell you no! Know, nah. Reminded me of when you said that you back. You remember back in the day when answering machines used to? I mean, you you weren't that old, uh, so you were barely like a, a dream in your parents' eye. But I remember back in the day when answering machines existed. And you had to put a cassette tape in them, yeah. And you had to make a recording, and somehow people thought it was real cute to say, like, have the whole family talk into this thing. Hi, you've reached Javier and Tanya, and then in the the background they would say the the name of the dog and the kids. Yeah, the dog would like bark on cue, and then they'd talk about their bird, and you know, it would tweet. All of a sudden, you were listening to to a uh, their answering message for like five minutes before it would go beep. And then because they had talked so long, it would beep. And you'd get like 10 seconds to say something. And it would usually have to be like, uh, call yeah, me back.
1: Yeah, That's all I'm saying, that man. Was, that's you know, what I'm saying. Technology. So that, technology. So that leaves me. Let me go ahead. Take a quick break because I need to refill real fast. Because unlike you, I'm not going to sleep. I have um, I have a long night ahead of me. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take a break here. And. I'm gonna come back and lead into the next segue. Or segue into things that I just won't understand. And you may help me in a few, but I think these are things that you may never understand either. <laughs> so I hope not. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back with those. <laughs> Sin decir nada, todo es un proceso. Cuando sale la luna, la voy bien sencilla, como a ninguna. Y cuando se viste y se maquilla, quiero olvidarse de aquel. Es un problema también. Quiere llenar el vacío con alcohol, levantarse en otra cama y. Ah, there we go. Okay, so we were saying the segue into that portion of couples having Instagrams and Facebook pages, and that's just probably something I just won't understand. Well, here's a list of things that I just won't understand. So, things that I just won't or can't understand, Silvio, they are. Sagging pants. Nice. The young bucks saying lit all the time. Oh, wow, that's swole. Cool. Mindless TV. What? Extreme <laughs> extremists on the left and right. I don't get them. Religion. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, greed. I have no. I have no idea what greed. What, how. How does that exist? Mars interest. Mars interest. History deniers. I. I, uh, I just don't understand them. Young people in general, especially anybody under like sixteen, uh, they're from they're another species. Parents' excuses. Now you probably you you probably. Uh, uh, um, added to this little portion but i i just won't get that transgender sports bro those are things that i just can't understand can you help me
0: well we're, let's go let's go here we go ready rattle off number one because <laughs> you, you, you threw a lot out there to unpack so number one
1: go? is saggy pants
0: go ahead the floor okay. is yours <laughs> thank you sagging pants uh sagging pants makes no sense. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a system that was used in jail. And so, uh, it's, it's where it gets its beginnings. Uh, it's a, it's a prison thing. And so there was some understanding that, uh, that was supposed to give you street cred. And that's, that's where after that, that's where I was lost. Cause it, uh, it also had some connotation that, uh, just doesn't translate to me. But again, it's the criminal element uh, that that introduced it, and all of a sudden, someone thought it was fashionable. And uh, thank God I haven't seen anybody sagging pants in a long time. Oh, then that means, next.
1: Then you really are quarantined because I see it. Yeah. Often, all right. Yeah.
0: The next That's one. That's the difference between suburban life and city life. Yeah. That doesn't mean it, I haven't seen it. It's just when I do, it's it's you know, it's enough to make me turn around and go, "That's funny," and then keep moving. <laughs> Lit. if I did that in the city, somebody might come
1: at me. Lit the world, the word lit used by people. Lit, dude, that's so sick. That's so man. lit, that's, that's so lit. That's lit. Oh, man, man, that's, so that's lit. sick. When I hear it's a so forty-year-old, when I hear a forty or thirty-five-year-old say that, I'm looking at them like, "Are you kidding me?" That's so lit. That's crazy. Oh, oh it's lit, dude. Oh, we that's got it crazy. going on. It's lit. That's sick. That's sick. That, that was. was lit. Right, uh, I can't so get it. I can't now, get
0: it. Now you put a... You put a different spin on it, right? So there should be a uh, I'll no. Say in general, short...
1: in general, in general, no, no, no. The word, no. the phrase lit is awful.
0: Well, yeah, right. right. <clears throat> the, the implication of that wording uh and its use, I will, I will say what you, what you're saying is you, you put a different spin because of this. You make a good point that anybody under a certain age, it's, it's free. I mean, have it. You know, if my eight-year-old daughter starts saying it, I'd be like, all right, that's. I guess annoying, but it's you know it's age appropriate uh now some will tell me why, why, why would I let an eight year old say that? Because she has no idea what it means. And if she heard it and, and just, she thought it meant it was cool. It was, uh, meant something was on fire. I get it. The cool kids think that lit is, you know, uh, off the chain or what, what, what was, uh, what was I saying back in those days? Uh, that's crazy, bro. I don't know. Uh, whatever the, the saying was, because I wasn't it's much on fire. Saying ta fuego, guy. Ta fuego. Yeah,
1: right? um, there you go. This is insane. It's crazy. Right? Oh, this is, this is amazing. Oh, whatever happened amazing. Why can't we use the word that's in the right? dictionary? Amazing. This is amazing. Well, a lot so of people here happen. are hyped. Oh, there you go. Hype. This is hyped.
0: Hype. You know, and there you go. You know what, though? You just said in the last conversation. That there needs to be room for individuality, so I'll end it there. It's people trying to be individuals, right, still saggy pants. Still don't understand. You're,
1: you're doing a bad yep. job. You're over two. I still don't understand. It. Yeah, I hear you. I'm striking I, out. Mind, mindless TV. Help me with that one. You got to help me with mindless TV. Mindless TV, man. Let me tell you right now, what <laughs> helps me about
0: mindless TV and why I can understand it is sometimes I zone out and I just need an escape. Uh, so I don't do drugs and I and I and I and I only drink when I'm socially drinking, which isn't always a good thing, but uh, sometimes I just need an escape. I want to be able to put my brain on on, off and then just sit there and not even tell you what I was watching. So, you know, when I do that the most is if I'm watching TV with my wife and she's watching one of her shows, Uh, (laughs) the homeless wives of whatever. My wife does the same
1: thing, dude. She marathon binges Jersey Mm. Shore.
0: The Skanks of uh, the Sunset, all sorts of shows that my swags, wife watches.
1: Swags, the swags of the NBA, whatever. I don't know, bro. Oh. Mindless TV. So but that, some I mean, would say, you say you don't do drugs, you don't drink like that. But some would mm. say, some scientists would say mm. that your brain cells might be more fried watching mindless TV than smoking a joint. Well, I
0: think there's room to there's room to debate the uh, <laughs> the science, I would say. However... <laughs> Uh, I'm not a scientist, so I won't debate it. And in that case, I would agree that there are times where I think I'm doing more damage. Cause I can tell you, when I watch some of these shows with my wife, uh, that she likes, I can barely get through like 10 minutes of it. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she looks at me while I'm watching what her, in her opinion, mindless ESPN and, uh, and mindless sports show or some mindless government talk show. And she looks at me like, what are you doing? You know, this is, this is a pointless show. And her favorite her favorite one to bash on is ESPN. She's like, wasn't that the same thing they had on three hours ago? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I go, yeah,
0: yeah it just repeats itself. It just, you know, unless there's breaking news. But otherwise, the show just is the same show until the next, you know, like whatever, between 12 and 5 or whatever. It's the same show that goes. But,
1: you yeah, go. she loves okay. that one. All right, so you got me. I but think that one, okay, I'll give you a half a point on that one. The next nice. one extremists left and right so I can't understand the KKK I can't understand Cunanan I don't know what even that means Cunanan and the Antifa no no idea one guy wrote a book about the anti-fascists and all of a sudden he's Antifa and all these people follow him this guy is a dork like why would you, I mean, you see him, he's, he's nothing more than just a, a bumbling bonehead. I mean, ugh! and all of a sudden he just started up this own extremist group. I'm confused, bro. I'm confused by them. Help me
0: out. Oh, here, Yeah, here's, the, here's where I can offer you why we got into podcasting. People like you and I who are like-minded enough to say we won't go to one extreme or the other. We're happy to talk about them. We're happy to visit them. We don't live there. That's the problem, uh, for, for you and I. Let me just say it that way. Now, for the rest of the world at large, uh, for those who agree that, like us, that we, we shouldn't go and live in la la land of either extreme, there's a chance where it's called compromise, negotiate, understanding, dialogue, uh, you know, healthy exchange of ideas, whatever wording you want to put. But, there's a certain amount of frustration in the world, and, and uh on a micro vision, let's call it Chicago, uh, the Chicagoland area. The frustration is is you know it's it's always been there. It's not like it's new. So for these groups that go extreme, the only way I can help you understand it is as simple as saying, you know how you have a let's call it a a, a terrible temper moment, right? A temperamental moment where you stubbed your toe. Uh, or, or yeah, someone cut yeah. you off in a traffic or yeah. something, something happened where it causes you to have a temper flare or an emotional flare even. Yeah. Yeah. And that emotional flare for those of us who, who get past it, we start to rationalize as we come down. Right. And you start to go, okay, I understand. I shouldn't be swearing at the car in front of me and the person and, you know, running my window down and I shouldn't have road rage. And so you start talking yourself down. Mm-hmm that's where i'm gonna try to help you say that's where i see these extremists the extremists never came down off that emotional high they make a connection with it and then other people feed into it and they start to say yeah yeah you're right you got a good point and so now you have any side of that spectrum be it kkk or 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 antifa and people now trying to blur antifa with black lives matter and Amazing how they're not doing that on the opposite spectrum, right? There's right. no one saying, Hey, what wh- what about the KKK? They're so, and then I shouldn't say there's nobody. There's very little talk about how uh skewed the world can be and how uh partial the world is and how tribal we're getting. And that's the concern I have. I share it with you. You share it with me that it's confusing to try to meet and interact with people who don't get highly political, highly charged about things. So, in short, even though I don't like labels, uh, being attached to, to what, uh, we're talking about, uh, extremists, uh, do have that tendency, I think, to, to flare up about something and then get stuck there. There's no rationalizing with them. There's no trying to say. And here's the other thing, too, by the way, since you, you've pointed out I have a few, uh, friends who are extremists, uh, and it's fair to call them friends, or maybe at one point in time we were good friends and now maybe we're not so much, but still. Uh, I think of them as friends and people that we that we've interacted, and now they have an extremist point of view, and they have attacked me, or at least the perception was that it was you know even you saw it as an attack, and I was trying to say well no they just kind of got heated, but uh, it's it's difficult. They don't want to come down, and then they've accused me of wanting to change their mind, and and by no means have I ever even tried to change your mind. I always just try to say let me hear your perspective. Here's my perspective. If in the process we help each other evolve, well, that will have more power to us. You know what I mean? When it's not not, not a pointless conversation. But with extremists, it's pretty pointless. It's tough to want to get into conversations oh, yeah. with people who do take an extreme point of view.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you can even throw in meathead sports fans that just, yeah. you know, they don't go by what is going on on the field. They just go by what they think they're seeing. So they can be in that group of extremists also. All right, I'm going to no, see.
0: I am. I'll tell you uh, real quick. Side note, it's funny you said that because I, I literally called myself out. Uh, I have buddies who are Sox fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, White Sox fans, as soon guys, for everybody who knows. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. My fault. White Sox fans. Chicago White Sox fans and Chicago Cub fans have no, notoriously had a, a rivalry, uh, and, and sometimes it gets violent, if not a lot of times. But uh, I try not to get violent with it, but my language gets violent. And I realized I was doing that with some friends of mine and, uh, and it, and it caught me off guard when I realized how many F-bombs I was dropping. And, <laughs> and, and so yes, to your point, it can get pretty, pretty crazy. I, I, uh, I don't know what it is, man. I can't even tell you that's how much of an extremist I am. I can't really tell you, uh, why I have such dislike for Chicago white Sox, but I do. And then it just, it bothers me to no end to hear some Chicago White Sox uh, devout fan cheering on the team. And then I go, when's the last time you went to a game? Well, you're all yeah. right. yeah. live that close. And I'm like, dude, that's not, that stadium's empty. Like year round. Uh, not even with COVID did they have to worry about changing up the, the, <laughs> the attendance. And so uh, anyway, yeah.
1: yeah, there you go. There you go. Me and sports fans. But, um, mm. uh, all right, I'll give you one. Okay, so I got one, two, three, four. Uh, I got seven left, but <clears throat> I'm just going to narrow it down to a few. Tra- no, no, let's
0: bang them out. Let's, see what, let's, let's go through them quicker.
1: Oh, quicker. Okay, religion.
0: <laughs> religion is hard to understand. Uh, we could always come back to it in a separate show, but religion, you know, here's the only thing I can say about helping you understand religious uh, fanaticism, if you will. Uh, religion is important to us as as human beings. That's just... Uh, it it's as I being. I think faith
1: as, is religion is not. I think faith is. So, there you go. But you stole the thunder. Okay. You stole my thunder. The problem is
0: that. No, no, no. It's it. But, but as long as you get it, the yeah, idea is that go. people need faith.
1: Alright, so you got and one. People
0: choose what they have faith in.
1: Okay, so you got one there. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Alright. Greed. Now greed. It's on. It, it, there's no way. You cannot. You cannot have. You cannot buy the world. So why be greedy?
0: oh greed is a is a wonderful thing you know michael douglas says it in the movie the bus right that uh <laughs> is it, is it wall is street? was
1: that wall street he said
0: that it's Wall. i didn't want to give it the, i didn't want to give it the plug but yes sir it's wall street well you gotta watch the movies i'm a out, movie buff i'm a movie buff right greed is good well you know it's uh uh my anyway, long story but uh i was i was trying to date katherine at the time and then my you know Michael Douglas got in the way, and so, you know, then they get up married, and, you know, uh, so, but. Catherine uh, Zeta (laughs)
1: Jones is that?
0: Yeah, but I mean, don't say it that way because it breaks my heart every time, man. But,
1: uh. Renault. Anyway. You know know the car maker, Renault? Have you ever seen a Renault? Oh, yeah. I owned a Renault. You owned a A Renault? Renault. I do not understand those cars. They have to be the ugliest cars on the face of this earth.
0: Yeah, it was I think uh 200 or 500. Uh it was a two-door Renault. I can't even remember the model cuz the, the the tag on the back had fallen off and I can't remember the <laughs> the, the name of the model cuz I can't remember the title. I just it's bought it. It's a French car, car, right?
1: It's French.
0: Yeah, I just needed it to run the uh I was I was living in the military installation, so it didn't have to get me very far. I just needed to run groceries in it. Uh and uh and the grocery store is a little farther than you know if I wanted to pack up a, a big bag or something. So I wasn't going to hump, you know, hundred pounds of groceries uh, back and forth from the store. But uh, I should have thought of it the other way because then I end, uh, ended up owning a Renault. So they're not. I mean, they it's it's a it's not a very popular car. No, uh, in they the States, haven't but, sold
1: eh. in the United States, I believe, since eighty six. Since nineteen eighty six, they haven't sold. They are they're a they're an amazing company. They're huge. They're in Formula One. They have a race team in Formula One. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad product. It's not a bad. Well, I, well, it depends what car you get, but overall, it's not a bad company.
0: Well, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, there's. I was gonna say, what I mean is not a bad product. Is that it, it's such a wide blanket, and from what we're trying to do to go quickly with this stuff, we're not talking about just cars. We're no in general has a good company brand in terms of, of they're a, just ugly all the, maybe i just don't yeah, understand the way they look they're just ugly well every yeah but everything under their, their umbrella is pretty cool now if we're specifically talking about the car well depends on a car right yeah, so yeah. uh in in general there's a lot of pintos of there though, there's a lot of pintos yeah like why why would you <laughs> want to buy a Renault? but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. there is some there's
1: you some, know what uh, this next one logic to it. there's next one might help renault like The interest in Mars. Maybe we could use Renault cars in Mars.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What's the thing with interest
1: in Mars? Why do we want to go to Mars? Uh,
0: So I think it ties into mindless TV. There's this need to escape. And it ties into faith. Because, you know, or religion as we talked about. Because people need something that... I saw a commercial today about uh, speaking to tribalism and government stuff. There was someone on TV, and, and, and his point of view was, uh, you know, it's kind of in line with yours. It was an anti-mask uh, rhetoric, and he said, you know, you got to have faith, and once you lose faith, you, you, you've lost everything. That was his, his wording, and I thought about it as as he was bothering me yelling about this because he didn't want to wear a mask and he felt that it was an infringement of his rights, but yet he was talking about hope. And so to me, it was completely contradictory. I was like, wait a minute. Instead of just protecting yourself and the general public so that we can all have something to hope for and have all something to live for, you're upset that there is a law that requires you to wear a mask and that you feel it's hopeless if they make you wear a mask. And it's, it was at that moment where I remembered... Wow. It's always about perspective. And so, how's that tie into Mars? Someone's got the perspective that there is hope out there that, and, and what scares me about that, depending on what extreme they're, they're in, what extreme left or right, they've either lost complete hope and faith in this society and are waiting to get off this planet with like nobody's business, or it's on the other extreme. They've got faith in society and everything else, but they have, you know, this idea, of exploration and expanding and exploring and you know so it's really a, a hopeful
1: joyful outlook okay so okay all right next one history deniers
0: hmm. and that's uh
1: <laughs>
0: the history deniers depending on what part of history but in general anybody who's denying history i'm confused by that because again Uh, It's funny how these have a bit of a theme and how they tie in together or or how I want to see them tying in together. But uh, people who want to deny history, I I think they have uh, a a certain greed that uh, makes them want to say only what I want to be can be. And anything that's factual, I can try to find a way to suppress it uh, or yell over you or I have more money than you. And so – Uh, It's really confusing to see why people want to go down that road. But uh, there is something driving that, and I wouldn't be too uh, surprised to to think greed fits into it. Okay. Young people.
1: (laughs) I don't get them. I won't understand them. Don't get them. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, You know, where do I start? Young people, man. This is – here, it's, here, uh, I'll get you the
1: next few. Here, I'll get you the next few. No, young no, hold on, people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me just finish with
0: this one. Young people, the reason why this one's a toughie, young people,
1: uh, I've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And, and they're I young people, they they're not age. kids. They're not kids, they're young right.
0: people. Right, right, right. And, and that's what I was just about to say to you. I wish I could understand them as young kids, but they they are, and, I'm, and again, part, it's partly my fault, right? I'm trying to raise them to be independent-minded and, and goal-oriented and all these things. And unfortunately in doing that, I have made them look at it as, you know, what I want is what I'm going to get and you're going to have to provide it. And so in some ways I can't argue with that logic because it's true. I mean, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to provide for them. It's just the way they go about it. And so to put young people into a scope of where I'm at, I'll be 45, uh, this month, uh, in August, I'll be 45 and, at that point, I don't think I'm young anymore, but I don't think I'm old. And so anybody younger than 35 to me still fits under young people. And so, um, you know, it's 30.
1: Anybody under for 30 for me is young people.
0: Yeah, I think anybody 35 and under because here's, here's where I guess I make the, the, the cutoff. Uh, it doesn't even always have to be about age young people sometimes is a state of mind it's a maturity issue
1: sure you're right because i see a lot of dudes that are walking around thinking they're grown-ass dudes but they're really not they're a bunch of dicks thinking that they're grown to that they can take care of themselves but they can't because they can't even take care of their own family or their own kids that they bring into this earth
0: right and some and in some cases the opposite is true right you've got people who are uh thirty and younger who I look at them sometimes and I'm like, Man, where did I go wrong in my life? Look at you. You're like a role model to me. And you're you know, uh, under the I haven't found out
1: haven't seen or found that one, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I mean
0: they exist, but about, uh, some of them do exist mainly in uh mainly on the media. How about this one? Versus like in real life.
1: How about me. parents excuses?
0: <laughs> and I where do you where do you want me to start? I got a million of them. <laughs> Uh,
1: So, like, whenever you're chilling, right? So, whenever you do something, let's say, okay, you're going and setting up something. Oh, let's go do a barbecue. Oh, we're going to have a party. Oh, we're going to do this. Let's go on a boat. We're going to do something like this at my guy's house. Let's meet up. All right. Why is it parents or the buddies that are parents have, like, the biggest and longest excuses? (laughs) Did <laughs> not show up. <laughs> you know,
0: I I have always uh, I had a buddy who I used to to tell him he needed to start writing these things down because he had he had a a, a a a book the size of an of, of a thesaurus back in the day when they used books for it, but um, there were just a laundry load of excuses this guy had, and he was just he didn't even have kids at the time. He's just married, and so it was just excuse after excuse. And so when I, what I think is now you, you know me long enough or, and and especially well enough to tell you, you're not going to hear me blame my family or my kids on what I'm just going to tell you, look, I lost track of the day. I'm tired. Uh, was running around after my kids. I'm, you know, whatever it is, I'm not going to say, well, my family or my kids and I got to do this, you know? And so I think sometimes what, what happens, what I've noticed even with me is that at some point, you're, you get kind of, uh, pigeonholed. Like people stop inviting you to stuff, uh, because you've answered in such a way where they just write you off. They're like, ah, why even ask? You know, I'm not going to tell Javier anything because later on he's just going to tell me he's busy with his kids. Uh, and so you start to, to at times use them as an excuse, uh, because you just don't have the courage to say, I can't make it. Or other times it's the reality. Uh, and then, you know, people start to perceive it as, oh, that's probably an excuse. Uh so it's tough. Parental excuses are, you know, kind of a thing when you end up with a family and uh even when you don't mean it to sound that way, it just it ends up sounding that way.
1: All right. All right. Okay, the final one. Transgenders in sports. Help me understand that one. Oh man, you know, I I really So we know uh, so we know, let's just put this out there. We know that the transgender man is not going to be playing men's sports in a high level, right? We know that. Okay. Or it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. I was
0: going to say, I don't know. There you go. I don't know if we know that, but all right. Oh, no, no.
1: no. Okay, so I'll say this. I know that. And politically correct, it hasn't happened yet. Okay? Okay, well, hold on. Not, not, Not just politically correct, but give a good example. Support your, support your words. Give me an example so of why that's true. So a woman that okay, so a person that was born with the female hormones,
0: uh,
1: the female body, female body, to become a man, oh, okay, will never play in men professional sports. Okay, never. Now a man born or a person born with the men body transitions to be a female dominate yeah. women's sports. Okay. There you go. Well I I would say it this way.
0: Um, helping you understand is enough to say by the same token I'm trying to help myself understand. <laughs> and, and these <laughs> well and what I mean to is specifically is is this, these topics we're rattling through. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, and sure. so on this on this one, uh, this one's particularly interesting because, um, on the one hand, I believe that you know, forget pol- political correctness. Uh, I I believe that human beings are a complex set of of hormones and 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 uh, brain waves and 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 all sorts of synapses that are running through. So to to say that people should stay what they were born. Uh, to me, is a fallacy. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's why do we why do we give men uh, a hard time, for instance, right? Because let's, let's let's wrap it around me and you in a conversation. Why do we make homophobic jokes? Why do we why do we bust people? You know, men who are who are metro suave. Why do we? You know, when, when guys get uh, why do we say things like, oh, he's really in touch with his feminine side, or he's really sweet, or he's got you know sugar in his tank, or light on the loafers, light on know, the loafers. Right. Okay. You know, why Okay, why, why do why, say you say why about, do you say that? Why do <laughs> well, you say I, that?
1: Because I don't I don't know why you say that. It?
0: I don't I don't I don't say that, but I, I've been in conversations where Oh, that, so why is
1: it funny? Why is it funny to us, I guess is your
0: point. Right? Is it right. My point is why do men yeah, I say why do men say that? I didn't mean like I would be saying that, but uh I'm sure I've been guilty of, of having conversations where I know I've said homophobic things that were supposed to sound funny but I was in a group of guys and we were making fun well, of it's locker room uh, talk.
1: Like they say, right. It's locked. Like your boy over well, there in the white house, No, you're no. oh, in no, no, 1600 no, not, Pennsylvania oh, says, man,
0: man, now I'm gonna have to hang up because now we just <laughs> messed this call up. You know, the, the problem with that was you, they took locker room talk. Uh, cause I, I agreed with a lot of people who said, I don't know what locker rooms this dude's hanging out in. Cause a lot of that stuff isn't what I'm hearing. Uh, the, the, what he was chalking up the locker room talk was, was basic rapist conversation. Yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. you know, hey, when you look at a chick and you're in a locker room, and you go, man, did you see her? And you and you in, insert your favorite part that you were talking about. Uh, and again, that's not to be politically correct. It's just to say there's so many parts on the human body that you can and admire. On a woman's body. That, right, that we had that we had like a laundry list of things that, that I sure. could run through. But I never once in a locker room conversation – uh, felt comfortable with anybody saying, "Man, I just want to run over there and grab her by the pussy." I mean, that just never made any sense. to it Made me. no sense. Uh,
1: that's fraternity that, talk. That's not locker room talk.
0: That that turned into violent talk. That's you're talking about. uh You know, I think that's stupidity. I think it's
1: stupidity. But like I've right. heard it, I've heard it talked about, and you know, I hear things like guys saying, "Oh, that girl right there, she just don't know if I get her, I'm gonna grab her," and I'm like, dude. Right. Number one, get in line. Number two, you're gonna not. You're gonna be exit out of the line. She has no interest in your right. dumb ass. You have right. nothing and, to give.
0: And I understood why some people wanted to call a locker room talk, but it's not.
1: It's not a locker I, room anyway, talk. Anyway,
0: let, let let let's yeah, let's get away. So from go Marcus, get back to the transgender. Get back to the, the transgender, we're, we're, to the yeah, transgender we're, sports. We're we're gonna go on that rabbit hole real quick, but the idea that transgender, uh, you know, in short, can or cannot compete, you know, in in. Uh, in in an opposite sex world um i think there's some science there to debate um and i do think that there there are some people who uh will could be used as good examples to say look so and so was born a male became a female and and it suits this narrative so and so was born a female you know so on and so forth uh i think there's room to debate that but where i do think things need to change where i do think the mindset even for me at times is this lack of idea of my, here's my example. Since, I'll, since I said it to you, support my words. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, when I was growing up, uh, to see, uh, him on a, uh, Wheaties box, to see the, the fact that he had done, uh, you know, so good as a, as well, so good, but he had done so well. He, I mean, he, he was an athlete. He was right. just like a, like, yeah. holy smokes. And, you know, in terms of, of, of putting things on that kind of scale, uh, the human body is also known that, that, you know, someone of, of his, uh, of his, uh, color and some of his, of his race, usually athletically speaking, there's some shortcomings. That's, you know, the African, uh, body or the, the, the body that was more of the, from the Middle East, uh, from, and Middle East and or Africa had a better genetic uh, structure for sports and endurance and stamina and all these other things. So when you look at the science there, you would have to say somewhat the same argument that oh well uh, a Caucasian athlete won't do as well as a an African uh, uh, genetic uh, you know because uh, it's not fair to call it just black but uh, those of African descent and so you know there was there was a different biology. And so when we get into this transgender talk, the biology really matters to me is this. Do I think they have the heart to compete? Yes. Do I think athletically speaking there's a disadvantage in either side of that equation? I think so. Because by the same token, a man trying to compete in a woman's world, uh, I don't think they always dominate. And so uh, well, I'll contradict they, you a little bit there.
1: They have dominated recently, and there's a few that do play rugby now Mm -hmm. that it's kind of confusing because they're huge they're just dudes with long hair and structured jaws and i just confused by that but again that's what i'm saying i just don't understand it it's the other way around and if a if one if so this transgender female She's taking all these hormones to stop her testosterone or whatever, but she still has the bone structure of a man. Now, is it post-op? Do they need to be post-op? I don't know. See, that's what I'm talking. This is where my confusion begins. Are they considered? Are they considered a female even if they have the male genitalia because of a certain amount of hormones that they? Pre- I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Can I, I just tell you this? I want to say this to you without it having a uh, transgender-specific uh, type commentary. Uh, but to your point, I have met females, straight up and down, females, uh, born female, completely female, stayed female. Uh, and when I met them, I was uh, trying to introduce myself because I was interested in their female anatomy. Uh, they were just—they were just big. They
1: were big. They were big, they were big women.
0: And yeah, and it was one of those, uh, hi, how you doing? I'm Javier, nice to meet you. Uh, they call me, they call me Silvio. You know, I mean, there was a moment where it was, this is just a big woman. And, uh, you know, and, and so that I, I've met and seen many a woman who, uh, attractive, uh, women who, who are structured but for all intents and purposes, bigger than what, so I think a lot of that has to do with the way we, we, we've been uh, programmed, it might not be the best word, but, to your point, you know, media bombards us with imagery and marketing and but, all these tools.
1: But are those big women athletically gifted? Probably not. Some They're are, more like open.
0: Well, no, not all. I mean, WNBA, women's volleyball, women's beach well, volleyball. Even in that
1: level, those women that are played that professional, they don't even... They can probably compete with a low-level, college-level man. Those professional women... And they're fantastic. I love women's sports. But at the highest level, they probably compete with, like, the Rutgers and the Maryland's of the Big Ten. They won't be able to compete in baseball, even in softball. You put the best college women's team in softball versus a men's team with just a man's pitcher that throws underhand, it's not even going to be... A comparison. It's it's. Well, look. Let
0: me let me take advantage now because I know, uh, I know she's listening. So uh, I just want to make sure um, that she hears me say this, Layla <laughs> Ali. Uh, she she needs a sparring partner. I'd be happy to try to compete with her. Uh, so, so you know, if you're listening, Layla, you know, just give me a call. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I, to I think to she's just, retired. Right? I, I
1: think it's Gina Gina Carano I said is the sparring. other one yeah no, i just said sparring you know I just uh i'm and, married and I, and she's married I think the best i think the best female athletes are mma fighters oh they're the best and there's well actually so many
0: speaking of bigger women water polo women can have a different uh build uh and and yet some of them can still look feminine and again the the, the point i'm wonderful. driving at they is look that, wonderful well but but that is the you know again beauty's in the eye of the beholder uh you know, there was a, a woman a Wonder Woman uh movie out and so some of the women there were, were depicted as as bigger, stronger, some were more, you know, uh, stereotypical of what uh gender bias we have. And right, so I right. think it's a it's a statement on society to say that women should look a certain way. And that's why, you know, even though uh at the risk of, of not wanting to say it, we may sound misogynistic and sexist. Uh but that's that's just part of the program programming, as I'm calling it, you know you grow up and and men are told you know these are the colors that you should be able to play with, and any man who plays with these other colors, a little boy, you're setting them up because they're going to grow up to be very effeminate. Mm-hmm. well, okay, what's wrong with a boy being a bit effeminate or a lot of There's feminine nothing wrong with it, yeah. uh, nothing wrong with that and so unfortunately the same can be said about women you know we, we try to keep them away we want them to have more of a princess attitude we don't want them to be rough housing and right, right. and uh we don't want them to grow up a certain way because then they'll be a certain way sure. you know and, and so some of these things unfortunately you know we get programmed by society and we all fall victim to it so you know this is why i have such a a, a difficult time and controversy with this idea of transgender what's the what first of all it's not your body so why the hell do you care? Second of all, if you have such a problem with a person from the who was born of the opposite sex becoming uh whatever sex they identify as using a bathroom, then by all means, just make a bathroom unisex. Yes, let people easy, lock the easy. door. It's a fixed, it's a done deal. Everybody has to wait in line to go to the
1: bathroom. This brings up I mean, this brings up an interesting I topic have, that oh I, I got that I got in the coffers. A topic of all right. so. You hear a lot of complaints that professional athletes can't pick where they work. What Probably the only profession that they have to pick up and move mm. to go to work. Well, right. you also can't pick to where you're born. You can't pick your parents, and parents can't pick their kids. So mm. there's another thing of chance. So when any, whenever anybody complains about picking a job or having this profession, and they got to, oh, man, I don't want to move to Florida to be a marine biologist. Well, good luck doing that in Michigan, bro, because <laughs> the problem is is you don't even select your parents. You don't even know where you're going to be born. So that's going to be a topic coming up on PE Squared. So get ready for yeah. that one. Now, I'm going to end this segment because it gets us to our main topic today. I started off with asking Silvio about... The uh, uh, What world would you rather live in? Terrorists and mass shooters or COVID and rioters? So we'll come back with that last segment. It should be a short one, so stay tuned. All right, we're back here. And I have an interest, interesting ay, Ending Now, we started it off in the beginning, but since Silvio was laid out and wanting to do his Barry White impression, we went up to yeah. another. We went in a different direction. Now, Silvio, I bring the question right back to you. What world uh, do would you prefer? Terrorists and mass shooters or COVID and rioters? Oof. So,
0: with those choices, I'm going to have to go with terrorists and mass shooters. Because, uh, and I'm sure that you were about to say, explain. So, I'm going to go right into it and say, because with terrorists and mass shooters, to some extent, that's the world we just came from well, before COVID hit. In the world in general, whether it be... The Middle East, or it's not just happening in the Middle East, but to to use as an example, or what some people have nicknamed Chirac, uh, and in other parts of this country, and even on this continent, because you have Venezuela, you have Honduras, uh, you know, Mexico, and why go any further? You know, there's some terrible, terrible terrorism going on right now. And that ties into mass shooting. So it's the world we were living in. And some would had already accepted, and some tried to normalize. You know that people were getting shot and killed uh, by by double digits in a, in a day anywhere is, is just obscene. And so, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go with that one because I believe that's the world I was already living in.
1: Yeah, you know, this thing the the problem with COVID and rioters is this. There's just so much unknown. Like I have no idea. No idea what to expect, expect from writers. Now, we mentioned this before. Hijacking a protest. That is literally what was done the other day in Chicago when they had the Protest uh, of removing the Christopher Columbus statue. Mm-hmm. It was literally, it's exactly what happened. They had this group of about twenty protesters had umbrellas up, and they weren't bright enough to cover the whole thing because I I I assumed they seen the drone that was recording them, and they brought out these. PVC sharpened signs. And then they had all these frozen water bottles and fireworks. And it was a design attack. And COVID. Oh, so regarding protests, the rioters just seemed to be doing that all over the country. Pro, uh, um, hijacking protests. And then the COVID... We don't know, I heard i it it doesn't go by a week, bro, and I hear new terms I hear new <laughs> terms all the time. It starts with the asymptomatic, then the uh six feet social distancing, then the uh mask wearing uh new normal um we have. Hydroxychloroquine, we have remdesivir, we have uh, pre-symptomatic, and then we have antibodies. Excuse me. Whoa, we have all these new terms. The newest one, bro, you would love this. You love this. Mm. The long haulers. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah, these I are the people. You know what the long hauler is? do when
0: you're going to get there. <laughs> do you know what the long
1: hauler is? Yeah. Like, they're supposedly yeah, these ahead. people that have had the virus for 100 days, 150 days, 80 days, right? Mm.
0: I don't. The long, long hauler, uh, again, some people can look up and, and get really specific on, but uh, paraphrasing it and giving our best uh, thoughts and opinions on it, my understanding of a long hauler was someone who had had it well had the virus recovered and was still showing uh, effects long after they had supposedly yeah. recovered yeah yeah so yeah, they, they were called long haulers because uh they they still have not fully recovered and they're still showing signs somewhere uh shape or form of some type of effect that was unusual to them before they they got sick
1: yeah yeah that's what it is long haulers then then I heard that the virus attacks or if you have if you have type O blood you're good mm. you're not going to get it. Then I heard that you have um uh if you're tall you're more sus- you're more uh suspect for this. And it's like that's the problem. We're living in a not not even a world, bro, because New Zealand on Friday had rugby games. In the rugby league with fans in the stands. And then I researched New Zealand. And New Zealand has two cases a week. So they eradicated the shit. They had a 27-day period. 24, 27-day period, whatever it is. Of no cases whatsoever. Vietnam hasn't had somebody die of the COVID. I mean, South Korea has had these things... Held back, uh, held down. But I don't, I don't, we don't hear that. Why don't we hear that? That's the problem. The information. That depends on
0: where you're tuning in. I I heard all that.
1: You didn't hear none of that because you would have said it. Why didn't you say it? Said it it
0: to who? You would have said it. Said it to you. Right, or to the phenom
1: because we've been saying, what's the problem here? What did you hear?
0: uh, let me, let me explain. The reason why, and it's a fantastic question, by the way,
1: the reason why, you
0: know, when you and I talk uh, prior to doing our shows or we just talk just because we're catching up, the idea is that we got to live our lives. We can't and not everything can be about COVID. And so to some extent, we we had talked about that we didn't want to go too far down too many rabbit holes uh, with this COVID or or Black Lives Matter or political stuff. Uh, And it was in here. Let me and, and, and again, you asked a fantastic question. So here's my tangent. My my buddy of mine asked me what our podcast was about, and I tried to say to him, you know, it was just two Chicagoans, and we're just basically, you know, it's kind of like our line, our our intro line, just two Chicagoans talking, you know, we're just having a conversation. And we try to stay away from the political, the the hot topics in the sense of how political and tribal and and divisive they can be. We're just trying to talk about them at their root with a conversation and opinion-based Thought process, and and even though COVID is important, it's already something that's happening in our daily lives, and the information to your point, I get it, is overwhelming. It's confusing. It's it's too many things to kind of keep track of or lose track of. Uh, so I take your point very well, and I think you you articulated it very well. Where where I don't think we need to get into, you know, the new numbers and why and this that. And that. We're not really a news show. It's you know we're we're just producing conversation. So. Not because I dislike that that you're bringing it up, but the idea is that there's plenty of information out there to inform yourself. And South Korea, by the way, uh, I did try to bring it up to you at the first onset, but I said let's not go down that rabbit hole because it requires a little more digging into the research. South Korea and all these other countries, Thailand in specific, South Korea, uh, and there was one other country out there that did it, uh, they had an extreme, and it wasn't Japan, but uh, there was an extreme amount of control they used from the get-go. They used uh, masks anyway in their culture. But that's in their, their culture, in their, right. Right. And so prior to COVID, uh, they had already had enough attacks and biochemical attacks. So a lot of these uh, countries became very accustomed to wearing uh, face shields and masks, and yeah. not just because of autoimmune, but because it was just that there was a cultural way of life. I lived in Okinawa, Japan, for two-plus years. And I can tell you every time I would drive past someone or walk past or interact with someone who was wearing gloves, a face shield, a mask, I did freak out enough and I was very American and went, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Instead of, and it took a while, but after a while I did realize, well, good for them because they would wear gloves because they didn't want to have contact with with germs or just disgusting stuff in general. Uh, And a lot of it was also because of sun protection. They would wear a face shield because they didn't want to be spit on, and they didn't want anything getting on them. They would wear a mask because they didn't want to inhale the pollution. And so after a while, I started thinking, man, well, why why don't I wear a mask? Because, you know, in this day and age, we have so many pollutants in the air. And so anyway, before I go too far down that rabbit hole, other countries, uh, and I didn't bring it up because I just didn't think it was fair or necessary to keep you know, running down the COVID people, I hope tune into our podcast because they're listening for a bit of a disconnect, right? We're one of these mindless shows. I hope that people want to listen and get into a conversation with us. And this is what I told my buddy. I hope that when you listen to our podcast, you're sitting there either yelling at me or E going, man, Sylvia, what are you talking about? Or yeah, Sylvia. Yeah. I hear you what you're saying. And me too. And, and, and tell E about this. You know what I mean? I, I hope they're getting that fired up uh, because at at some point in time, uh, there is a lot of information out there, and I'll and I'll let you go. Go ahead. What, what else you got?
1: Well, for what well, the thing? Okay, the thing of n- n- New Zealand and all that stuff. Yeah. This this is not a world of COVID. There's countries that have eradicated it. Now the way they've done has been different. New Zealand didn't wear no mask. They didn't even get to a point of wearing masks. At least, yeah, they did.
0: They actually did a shutdown.
1: They did a shutdown. That doesn't mask. No, they did a shutdown, social distancing, masks. Okay, not anyway, masks. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. They didn't do masks. Like the thing about masks and the politicizing or whatever, all that stuff, they didn't do. What they did is okay. close the borders. They closed the borders. Well, no, they did that too. That's the thing that did the biggest impact. And it helps that they're an island. But they eradicated it. And the same thing. Japan, they did, the not eradicate. they did eradicate it. It's done. It's over. No. It's not. It's over. In New Zealand. It's done. They have fans. Right, I'm gonna leave it at no. No, but you don't. You can't leave it at no because the fact is they don't <laughs> have it there. So just because you want to say they don't, you want to say that they do have it, they don't have nothing. Like they're not. It's no longer. They... It's no longer a thing there. It's controlled it beyond on, belief.
0: Oh uh, well, there you go. That's, yeah, but it's, that's, it's that's to a point difference.
1: when they, they have, have it, no cases have for 27 days, it's eradicated.
0: I, I got you, but it's, well, it's not eradicated because again, scientifically speaking, there's a, the whole nother conversation there, but you are correct in the sense that where you could say, uh, or I would agree with you. I should say that I don't mean to, to make it sound condescending in the sense that you are correct or not. You, you make a point that I agree with, um, in the sense that it is under control however whatever extreme word we can use that it's eradicated or well under control i'm not a scientist so i can't go that far but i would say i believe you i also agree with what i've seen and read that they have taken good control measures there and that they have been able to bring it under uh some pretty good control from what i can talk and yeah. I, I don't live anywhere the, near there so what do i know
1: the one thing that they say and the prime minister of new zealand she says is they shut down the board? They shut down travel in and out of the country. Now, like I said, it helps it it's an island, but they did the, the right thing. They did the certain thing. Australia had a problem where they were upset that they were re-shutting down some aspects of their economy or whatever over mm-hmm. just a little small spike, and they went over it again, and they used. And they reference New Zealand. And this is all from... This all stemmed from the fact that there's fans watching rugby games in Auckland. So when I went to go research all that, the point was is that a lot of these island nations, Japan, New Zealand, uh, uh, they are having these success rates because they close down travel. And mostly... And, like, their culture is based on that. And China really, the other parts of China didn't get hit hard like Wuhan did because, like you said, they live in that world of Mm -hmm. virus and controlling virus and all that. Now, the one thing about living in this world, so this is what I'm tying it to. Living like the way the Asian Far East live is something I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in living in that world. So they would, if we ask that question, COVID and rioters versus mass shooters and terrorists, they would select, they seem to be fine with living in the world of controlling disease, knowing disease is out there and easily attainable. And they have a bunch of protests that lead into rioting. And the most famous one is the Hong Kong one that they want to become their own country. The other one is the Tibetan with the mug with the monks. And those things are famous in the in the way that it's covered and what it represents. But it's so interesting to me how the, these the, we're on the same globe. But we're completely on different aspects of life. It's completely, sure. it's completely, uh, it's, it's it's incredible to me how that works, and well, that's you know, why I brought it uh, up.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm happy to help us end this and this and in, in this perspective. Uh, we've we've been saying this a couple different ways, a couple different times, and a couple different episodes, if not all of them. Um, but I know I use these terms in micro, macro. And I point out to uh, phenoms or anyone listening that we, we, we are in two different parts of Chicago, separated by give or take, maybe, let's call it 15, 20 miles, right, right. Uh, maybe, maybe 25 on the extreme. But mm-hmm. it's amazing what can ha- happen in Chicago just by crossing the street, not Chicago proper. And the suburbs take on a different life, townships, uh, you know, you have a lot of, uh, diversity in Chicago, but you also have a lot of segregation because we have places like Little Italy and Ukrainian Village and, and Pilsen and, and, and Little Village and, and all these names to all our little towns. And it, it's a, it's a cool thing, you know, in some ways, uh, you know, the Wicker Park or the Lincoln Square or the, this and that. Or Humboldt Park, right? I mean, you got all these names that people are very associated with. And when you ask, uh, heck, we we interviewed, when we were interviewing you, uh, you, you were attached to, uh, some parts of your neighborhood and you were saying, I remember this. And you were saying this school and that school and this neighborhood and that. And so that's how Chicagoans identify. And so we're very, you know, on a micro level, uh, to your point, imagine, imagine how, uh, you know, put that that scope on what we talk about here in Chicago. The shootings don't happen around a corner from my neighborhood, so it's it's hard to connect with it sometimes. Yeah. I don't live in that neighborhood, and so therefore there are times where uh, I don't normalize it. But I but I look at it as well. Uh, it's not a, directly impacting me, and so to your point, what I'm driving at with this virus is the same thing. People, even though we're on the same globe, we've all done things totally different and what's bothersome is that well for me isn't just to criticize the president i i do that very privately and i and i don't want to take this show down that road uh but that's fair to criticize any politician what's what's gotten out of control is this name calling and the bashing and yeah. the, the, the rhetoric that's going yeah you know that, that that gets a bit too extreme for me i know i name call k- and k- I, k- i'm k- not k- uh I'm not a saint. I, I've I've used plenty of, of, of uh inappropriate words to describe people. Uh but but that's what I mean by extreme, like you know, how it ties into what we were talking about. These extreme points of view, they're just flares, they're emotional flares, they're momentary. Uh you know, but, but sometimes things that are said in anger uh, are are so detrimental if you don't just take the time to say, Hold on a second I just said some I shouldn't have said it that way let me let me explain let me try to at least if not if not apologize let me explain why I should have said it differently and so how that ties into this virus stuff is that you would think we would learn you would think we 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 would take the information and say, okay. Uh, we're the United States and so we want to get better and we want to be better. And so we're going to capitalize. We saw that the Egyptians are doing this, the Romans are doing that, you know, and so we, we got better over the years. And so that just, it's human nature. Uh, it's unfortunate. And here, uh, for those of us who don't want to wear masks and we don't want to abide by some of the, the, the constraints that, that, uh, that should be easy to follow, but it seems that it's not. And so, we're gonna have some numbers. We're gonna have in Illinois we're gonna start having some new uh spikes. Um as, as, as is Which, being reported.
1: Yeah, I don't believe. It's not. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> well, I, like go. I told you, it's 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 over. It's over. Right. Like this stuff is it's done. There's nobody dying. You know, there mm-hmm. might you know the way they put it out that it's we wanna control the, the curve because we we wanna put uh, <laughs> we we want we we don't want to take the uh, hospitals down. Okay, that was done, and then now the goalposts are moved. Look, the the way, like I I, I just, it's it's like it, it is it is it is a different way of living. It is a different way of living. I, I took a, I took some assessment tests, uh, yesterday and today, and I had to take it with a, with my. Gator. I use a, a neck gator instead of a mask because I hate the fucking mask. The mask is just atrocious. It's stupid. It looks stupid. It doesn't even work. People don't even use it right. It's full of, it's full of crap. It, you, you're going to need, like, to be walking out in the, in the day, you're going to need, like, four or five masks because the shit that you get on your hands, you're going to get on your mask. So I just use a gator and I just rotate it, and I'll just pick it up, put it over my mouth. Maybe like underneath my ears or a little bit above my ears, whatever. So, whatever. But I use my gator the whole time I'm doing the test, and my gator, I have to put it on a certain weight under my eyes so my glasses don't fog up. So, I'm doing the Man. test in that way. And this is not the way of life, living. It's just not the way of living for me. And I'm doing that. It takes, I'm doing a test for three hours. I'll do it for the three hours. I leave the facility. I take the gator off. Or I pull it down to my neck. Now it's just wrapped around my neck. Yeah, it's hot outside. It, I'm under the sun. It's uncomfortable. Sure. Whatever. No big deal. But, I, you know, I have it on. I go home. I take it off. No big deal. It, But it's still uncomfortable. It's still not the way of life here in the Western world. It just isn't. Now, I understand. I understand that you, you, it may save lives. But... That's the problem I have. It's not about saving lives because it also could be detrimental because people are not using it right. The best thing from what I gather, from what I see around the world, Sweden, they closed borders. So they didn't allow flights in from Asia and most of Europe early. Same thing with New Zealand. Same thing with a lot of countries. This president was talking about putting a, a, a wall and stopping from immigrants coming in to the country. He was doing this his whole first several years being on the job. And this was his perfect opportunity to say no more flights from Asia, no more flights from Europe. We're done. Middle February, after, late February, early March, mid-March. He could have done that and he could have said, you're going to thank me in three months. You're going to thank me in four months. And he would have been fine. Of course, he would have gotten some political like fodder versus him saying, oh, you know what? You're anti-immigrant. You're just white supremacist. You're just you that," because the other side would have brought up anything. But he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything of that. And then he made this covid science group. And they were unsure what to do. Were there a point where don't wear mask? We need the mask for our uh, frontliners, our medical professionals. Now, wear mask is gonna save thirty three thousand lives. So it's like they didn't. They didn't. their, Their issue is they didn't have an idea of what was going on. They didn't know what was going on. So overall, overall, living in a world of disease, virus, and rioters is living in asia is living in the eastern part of this country, of this world but in the terrorist and the mass shooter world that's america that's america now terrorists wouldn't come domestic terrorism but it, that's america and it almost was like you said it was accepted we we as americans accepted mm-hmm. it to a point where they wouldn't even show it on the news anymore bro so it's like man it is a it is the it is the 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 worst of two evils bro it is both bad on the spectrum of bad evil it is the lowest of the cesspool of that but i cannot i i you know it it it's, it's hard to accept that world of virus and covid i just can't i just can't i would rather just live my life I catch any kind of virus, if it's COVID or anything else, fuck it. I got three months to live, fuck it. I got three years to live. I got 10 years to live, fuck it. I'm not sitting in the corner and waiting. And wait, I mean, one of the Cubs players, he put it best. He said it best, in the notion that I'm looking, in the goggles that I'm wearing, he said, I, I am working on a one-year deal. He's 31 years old. He's working on a one-year deal. He needs this season of baseball. He needs to play just to get another deal. That's a professional baseball player. Just think about the young people. Think the people that I don't understand. Remember. Right. Think about about them. (laughs) Think about them. The freshman that doesn't get to have a freshman year in high school. That senior who's on the cusp, he grew six inches. And he was just a regular middling baseball player or middling regular average basketball player. And all of a sudden, he grew six inches. That's Anthony Davis from the L.A. Lakers. He was nothing in college basketball, in high school basketball. Nothing. In his final year, he grew six inches, became this beast, went to the University of Kentucky. These are things that are being lost All these things that are happening, and this is only in this country, all these things that are happening are affecting the future more than the COVID-19. Then you have elder people. You have people in their 50s, in their 60s saying, oh, well, you know, it's good to just hold things back and wait until next year. No, it's not. Unless you stop the world and you stop and you say, 2020 is wiping off the mat, off the off the calendar. We're wiping it off. We're just gonna come back fresh. Everything you had January 2020 just started January 2021. You are a freshman, you're gonna be a freshman. You were a senior, you're gonna be a senior. Unless you do those things, you are hurting, hurting potential. Potential is gone by the wayside. And if it continues on, it's gonna live some more. That's why living in a world of virus and living in a world of, like, the image of mask and the, air quotes, new normal, is cannot happen. You cannot happen in this country, in this Western Hemisphere, because there's no progress. And I showed you today, I showed you today a clip of this Russian uh, journalist, what he likes to call himself, he did something five days ago. Down in Venezuela, no one is wearing a mask. Venezuela doesn't care about COVID. If it hit them in the face. Oh. And it just goes to show you what kind of world it listen. If you guys out there listening has a have a chance, research and look up Venezuela and the way life is out there, bro. Look it up. You're going to think, damn. Whoo they they those people will love to have our problems. love it. So you know, I'll just close it off with that. I'm glad we we're able to talk about that. I'm glad we were able to squeeze it in. It did run a little longer than expected because we had to bring in the COVID bullshit. but terrorism, <laughs> mass shooting versus COVID and rioters, hmm. It's funny, because terrorists and mass shooters kill people, but rioters and COVID stop life. It's interesting, man. It's interesting.
0: And there you go. Indeed. Indeed. Good show, bro. Let's... uh... Let's hope that people uh do take time to talk about these things again that's our goal is to we're not here to change your mind we're not here to change each other's minds we're here to to just kind of dialogue and try to figure it out you know it, yeah there's a lot of room to to argue some of the scientific stuff and there's room to to uh to debate a bunch of uh the stuff you know that we've talked about here uh but the but the ideas and the opinions that's where we should float. Uh, as close as we can to what is actual, you know, fact. It's, it's different when we make up our own facts. It's different if, you know, uh, you hear me challenge E and and say, Hey, you know, I, I I take your point. I know what you mean. I think you're reading something that I didn't read. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to just flat out say, Hey, you're wrong. If he's wrong, I'm going to tell him he's wrong, but and, and, and the other way around as well. I hope when I'm saying something that's wrong, he's going to tell me, Hey, this is wrong. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't try to to sugarcoat things but by the same token we also all have opinions we have to learn to respect that so uh i'm gonna have to say another phenomenal show and uh again don't forget to like share follow eat what you got there take you us go out with some uh take oh, us out with some music
1: great it was gravy and uh yeah we'll bring it down um i mean we'll we'll end it with that good good going and uh we'll talk we'll see you guys on the next one take care now